Hello, everyone. This is our first take, and welcome back to the Department Podcast. I'm Stephen Clark with Joe Palantonio, Jesse Norman, and Stephen Bologna. And we're here to break down week 10 of the NFL season. It was an interesting week. We saw some crazy game winners, a couple um, out scoring games, uh, outstanding, outscoring, that's not a word, outstanding games, and a couple ones that didn't really sit too well with all of us. But overall, it was a pretty decent week. But fellas, before we get into all that football nonsense, how you doing? Doing okay. Hanging good. in. Hanging in. Hanging in there. Everyone's doing good. Yeah, interesting, interesting week of football. Yes, yes. To, to say the least. Interesting indeed. Like I said, a couple of game winners. We saw a long field goal. We saw a Hail Mary. Then we saw some things we expected, but also a couple of shocking, shockingly close games. One coming out of Lambeau Field, which we'll talk about there too. But the bow. The bow, the bow, baby. Um, but we're starting in order. So Joseph, you are first on the clock to talk about whatever game you want to talk about. So I'm going to take my talents to South Beach and talk about the Miami Dolphins because uh, <laughs> there's there's something going on down there. Um, this is the best we've seen uh, Miami football in, in a very long time. Um, Tua Tagovailoa has been a revelation. And I mean, this was a big statement game for them. This was really about where are the Dolphins right now? Um, after beating the Rams, after beating the Cardinals, the Chargers, uh, you know, the, the record doesn't look good. This is no small task um, to, to take on LA and, and get the win here. The team looks absolutely better every time you see him. Um, Xavier Howard, monster, absolute monster. Uh, there, there's, there's no other way to say it. And Brian Flores is the coach of the year. Um, probably unless a certain other team goes undefeated. Um, but this really is just very exciting. I know it wasn't the sexiest matchup. I know it didn't have the flashy game ending play like some of these did, but I, I just really want to talk about these dolphins because I'm, I'm drinking it. I'm drinking the yeah. disgustingly colored Kool-Aid. The disgusting water of Miami you're drinking. Um, yeah, no, this is a statement win. This is a huge statement win for Miami. I said earlier in the other podcast that this would be a breakout game for Tua. Tua did okay. Didn't stand out too much, but he still did throw two touchdowns and really – like, he looked like he really flowed in the system in this game. Like, he was meant to be there. Like, we saw Fitzpatrick do really good in the beginning of the season, and Tua kind of, like, took the baton and even did better with it in a way. He kind of ran faster than he did, than Fitzpatrick did. And this the defense and special teams again for Miami. They're just insane. Like, the best special teams crew in the league, literally. They, they're scoring. They're making plays. They're just, they're just doing everything. It, it's fun to see – Miami do really well and it's looking like they might win the division too it's very close there between two teams but it's looking like Miami has a shot a real real good shot to win the division yeah, yeah. Miami would be my pick to win the division right now um and something interesting since we have two rookie quarterbacks here and another rookie quarterback with Cincinnati when was the last time you guys can remember three quarterbacks being taken first three quarterbacks off the board all three of them looking like they are actually NFL caliber quarterbacks. And not even just that, all of them have been very impressive. Herbert's been very impressive. I would say the most impressive so far, in my opinion. Burroughs looked every part of being a first overall pick, and two has been impressive in the wins that uh, he's played in. It would have been Eli, uh, Phil Rivers, and and Big Ben, really. Yeah, that's that's the farthest I can think. Me too. And even then, like as as good as Ben was, he didn't look exactly fantastic 
um, I mean, none of them really you know, looked this good this early. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. We heard it was a stacked quarterback class, but th- this has the potential to be an, an all time quarterback class. Definitely. Yeah. Especially if all of them, we still haven't seen like a lot of what they can do yet, too, which is the scary part. Like, this is only eight, nine, 10 games in for a lot of these guys. Two are barely half of that right now. It's just, it's very, very frightening for the rest of the league to see these guys competing the way they are right now. It is. Don't forget about don't forget about Jake Lutton, too. Jake You're right. Uh, he'll he'll be the Kirk about. Cousins of the of the draft. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you're I, right. Lutton. I I think if if Buffalo won yesterday, it, I, I kind of would have gave them the division. But now, I mean, it it it's it's, it's a, a toss up at least. Like yeah, I, I would agree. Well, Buffalo did keep team. it really close, of course, with Arizona. <laughs> Yeah, should have almost won, but yeah, Miami, Miami didn't really. Keep, Miami kept it pretty, pretty lopsided against the Cardinals. That, that is true. That's also very true. So hey, maybe you do give the edge to Miami there, but um, Steve, and just, any other thoughts with this one? The front office just made smart moves in the offseason. I mean, you, you signed Byron Jones. Uh, I mean, highest paid, uh, high high paid corner, yes, but the production is there. You steal away Kyle Van Noy from from your division rival, and, and he shows up and this is a deep team i mean they have salvan ahmed i mean as a running back going for 85 yards and and a touchdown they just released jordan howard today so you you don't know where that comes from probably the coaching staff i mean this is a rare belichick assistant that's gonna work out i think it's coaching and it's a good front office and it's them hitting on their draft picks and they're going to be getting more Exactly. Yeah. It's a mix of all of it. And then when everything flows together, you see the results just like that. Um, so good win for the Miami Dolphins. It's nice to see them back on the winning ways, how they used to be back in the day. So good for them. Uh, Jay Norms, we're going to you for the second pick. All you, buddy. All right. Here we go. Raiders, 37. Broncos, 12. <laughs> if you watched any of the betting, if you watched any of the betting video, I said Raiders over Broncos was my pick of the week. The Raiders were easily going to cover that spread. Mm. Everybody's treating everybody was treating this game like the Raiders were okay and the Broncos were sort of okay. No, the Raiders are a good team. The Broncos are a very bad team. If you need any more proof that Drew Locke is not the quarterback of the future, yeah. just watch this game. Three interceptions, all of them bad. Yeah. He, the, it's hot was, he wasn't going up against the 86 Bears. He, was, he wasn't going up against a fantastic defense. Yeah, the I, Raiders are mid-level in defense at best. I couldn't agree with you anymore with this and how hot garbage Drew Locke is. I really, I still do. I still want to like Drew Locke. I love the personality. I love all the flashy things he brings to the field, but I don't like the gameplay the gameplay is not there for him and i guess elway feels the same way as me he likes the guy drew lock but i not maybe he likes the player too i have no idea what elway sees in drew lock i have no idea elway doesn't elway doesn't know how to get a quarterback that is not peyton manning he has (laughs) whiffed on every single other pick drew lock Paxton Lynch, signing Case Keenum, signing Joe Flacco. Like, it, none of it has worked. And he still just keeps trying to do everything except for take a quarterback 
high in the draft. And I have no idea why. Rock he, he was a number one pick. He yeah. was a Rock Osweiler. He was a number <laughs> one pick. Why is he so adamant about not taking a first round quarterback? I don't understand it. I think it's more yeah. of like, like it's like more pride in himself saying like, oh, I can make a quarterback out of nothing. Look at me go. I'm one of the best uh, front office guys in the league or something. This is a team that's like, look, just look at your own division. Derek Carr, Justin Herbert, and Patrick Mahomes. First round quarterback. Like, come on. It's yeah. not hard. It's not hard to see. No. This, this is a this is a team that's gonna have to be calling up the Jets for Sam Darnold if they get first overall pick or Washington for Dwayne Haskins. Anything, you know, just to Drew Locke is just just not it. Uh, again, he is missing his number one receiver with, with Cortland Sutton. I give him that. But at the same time, he doesn't have bad receivers around him. No. Uh, on the flip side, no, though. They, this is a- they spent this entire offseason building the offense around him. Yeah. Yeah. And, and this is a Raiders team that, just like the Dolphins, exceeding expectations. Everyone thought John Gruden was this, was this jokester that, that couldn't get it done. And, they, you know, they make the hire of Mike Mayock uh, for as GM. Uh, but, again, here they are, 6-3 and three with – just exceeding expectations and you know you got to look playoffs now for them yeah definitely a potential wild card spot i don't know about winning the winning division's gonna be rough because that division is yeah no wild card but definitely a wild card spot there and another takeaway from this game that i love bringing up is how josh jacobs is their franchise running back and yeah is top and and Devontae booker can yeah that too yeah he was a bust was an absolute bust with Denver. Literally looked like he shouldn't have been in the league. And then he did this against them. Maybe it's just Denver in general. Like, maybe Drew Locke would be better somewhere else, too. Maybe it's just their coaching. Denver, they follow that thing of the worst thing to ever happen to them was winning that Super Bowl. Because ever since then, they have shown absolutely no ability to rebuild a Super Bowl contender under any circumstances. None. They've shown no ability to hire a coaching staff that works, no ability to reload pieces that are aging, and they've shown no ability to actually fill out a roster. They love ju- Elway loves to go with these flashy picks, these flashy things here and there every single offseason, and it never works for them. Yeah, that's a really good take. I mean, like this is this is a Raiders team that has cemented themselves. I mean, like they beat the Saints, they beat the Chiefs. I think they had another big win in there, um, and here they are. I mean, they're riding high. It looks like they're going to to be a lock for the playoffs. Now, the only question is, if they can beat Kansas City again next week. Which they already have. They like have. it's not like this. Like it's not like this is a long shot. If they beat Kansas City again next week, there's a real conversation about the Raiders. I don't think they will. Um, <laughs> but for this team to be to be six and three and and come out really out of the gate because the first half was a little a little yikes for them. Um, Drew Lock throws the goal line pick and you know reverses everything. But no, a lot lot a lot of good things to see about the Raiders. They're putting up points again. Like this is old school. This is old the, school. Just win, baby. Oh, look at you, Al Davis over here. Um, man, um, good for the Raiders, though. Good to see them win here. Broncos, you're still trash. CBB, your pick is up. Okay, um, let's do it. I'm gonna go with uh, 
you know, Joe brought up Jake Luton uh, and, and against traveling to Green Bay. Listen, me and Jesse, you know, said on the, on the betting podcast that watch for the Jaguars to keep it close. Four to 20, uh, the Packers do ultimately win. But, uh, you know, is this – do you look at this and be like, hmm, the, the Packers only winning by four against, uh, you know, a, a mediocre Jaguars team with a sixth-round quarterback rookie starting? I, I don't know, but I, I, I wouldn't take it too much into effect. I think the Packers defense just uh, – excuse me, the Packers offense just – couldn't get it clicking in the first half, but you know, a uh, typical Aaron Rodgers just, you know, found his stride and got the job done. Very helpful on the, the ADR touchdown to Valdez Scantling, and uh, of course he had Devontae Adams for that uh, fourth quarter touchdown. Just a this is a good win for the Packers, but maybe a sign of hope for the Jaguars. I don't know, uh, probably not. But um, you know, if this showed, I, I tried to picture this game as if Minshew was playing instead of Luton. And I think Luton still would have performed better in this game. Um, I think it's time for them to go away from Minshew. He's not the guy at all for them in this situation. L- Luton did good. Two back, two good back-to-back weeks for him. I know, like you said, they came up short. But they were leading in parts of the game. Like, the Packers just didn't have the lead the whole time, and the Jaguars kept it close. The Jaguars did have the lead several times during this football game. And the run game was on point. Their passing game was on point. They Jaguars look like a decent football team. I know, like you said, also Steve, the Packers defense not good, but that their offense came to play though. The Packers they 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 were out there um, all term. They were doing really well. But yeah, the Packers the Packers looked like they kind of wanted to sleepwalk through this game and then mm-hmm. realized, oh wait, we kind of actually have to play this game to win. True, uh, because the Jaguars were still playing hard. Um, that that's my problem with this Packers team more than anything is like they don't feel like they want to play most weeks like most weeks they go out there and they're kind of like let's just get this over with like if we don't if we don't need a statement win here like whatever and I think that kind of rides off of Aaron Rodgers you know whatever mentality um it we'll see how it plays into effect when they go up against big teams because teams in the past that have beaten them um, you know, historically, like the Seahawks and the 49ers, they do it by punching them in the mouth, running the ball down their throats, getting out to a lead, and then making them fight back. And most of the time, the Packers have folded. So my same criticism of the Packers stays. Uh, they're, they're not soft, but they just don't look like they want to play the same way that other teams do. I mean, look, the Packers, the Packers, Steelers did, um, to say the least. They, you know, yeah. came out against a, a weaker opposition and a little just uncharacteristic stuff. There was a, there's a big fumble in there and Rodgers threw a pick, um, which these are things that don't happen very often. And I think we're, we're gonna, like, if we, if, I would like to hold the same level of consistency with how we treated the Steelers after they lost to the Cowboys, because I didn't want to, you know, throw anything out of, out of the roof, like, you know, out of the window after that. But I mean, it's a four point win against the Jaguars. You're not going to come away feeling happy. It was disgustingly ugly, but there's some things to like. Valdez Scantling went absolutely insane. Um, The Packers defense did come up big. I mean, they, they, they do the thing. They moved the ball pretty well. I mean, yeah. Look, the the Jaguars are are a young team, and they're not very well coached. 
No, no. you're not gonna. They, it's not like they're gonna win. But I, I will say the same thing. Um, said last week about the Steelers, there is a tad room for concern with the Packers. I, they're most likely going to win the division because that division is not good at all. But come playoff time, come the better teams, I don't see them going far at all if they're going to play the way they did this week, and especially if they played the way against they did against Tampa Bay a couple weeks ago. So uh, there is room for concern in Green Bay. The defense, more importantly than the offense. Offense is mainly fine. A couple hiccups here and there, but Defense had to get on their game, especially next week going to Indianapolis. So that should, be a, that should be a fun game, actually. A couple of old guys going at it. But um, that does it for that game. And it's my pick. And I'm going to go all the way tonight, Sunday night. Uh, the Ravens and the Patriots in a game that was played in a monsoon, basically, because the weather was just god, god awful. But when a game is got awful, you have to rely more on, I would say, running the ball and stuff. So that would favor Lamar, in my opinion, just because he is a more agile runner than Cam. He's younger. He's more athletic than Cam in a way. Cam is, is a big body and can still run the ball. But the Patriots still pulled this one off. Um, it was just a shocker. I don't think anyone here really expected the Ravens to kind of play like this. Because we saw what the Patriots did with the Jets the week before. The Patriots almost lost to the Jets. And this week they beat a definite, probably wild card winner in the, in the Ravens. And the Ravens are a good football team. I always have my criticism for Lamar. But Lamar played a really, really good game. It just, the defense wasn't really doing anything. They have a really good defense. It just wasn't clicking on all cylinders last week. Cam didn't play like trash. He played a probably average to below average game. But he didn't play, play like trash. He didn't turn the ball over. So... It worked, and New England got a win, and they're trying to keep their hopes alive in the division, but it's not going to happen there, but good, good for them. Scary. Yeah. This is real um, scary. This Baltimore team just doesn't feel – it doesn't feel the same. Like, no. just watching them, it's not It's not just a thing of, like, oh, they're coasting, guys. Like, don't worry. They're clearly going to turn it on. Like, it doesn't – we've been saying that every week. There has been no – turn on there has been no flip the switch even in moments like this is a team that while its record is good it should be much better we should feel a lot better about the ravens than we actually do i i don't feel confident in the ravens whatsoever to even make it past the divisional round i was gonna say past the wild card round they're a seven seed right now yeah i mean they're yeah, that's not admit. Let's not be characterizing them. That's what they are. Um, so right now they're by the skin of their teeth making the playoffs. And what now looks like an AFC that's become the stacked conference overnight, essentially, if you really look at it. Yeah. Um, it's been a complete one eighty well, with how this we... loss. Yeah, this this loss has entirely taken them out of the division too. I think like you're not Over. you're at six and three now. Pittsburgh's at nine and zero. Oh. Like even if, even if Pittsburgh sleepwalks through these last games and splits like three and four, do we really think Baltimore's going to run the table? There are six, I don't think there's a there chance. There are six six and three teams right now. That's insane. In AFC, absolutely. But but in there's AFC, one. That's but there's one about. nine and zero, oh, and they're in the AFC North. That is, and true. I don't think Baltimore's catching them. But I'm just like saying they, they've already kind of sent themselves out on that. I'm just saying there's a lot of six and three teams that can just go back and forth, and I feel like the Ravens might start to. 
fall off from here. Yes, they have a very easy schedule, but this was the Patriots that almost lost to but, the Jets. But last they've year. had an easy they've had the easiest schedule of the whole year. Yeah. They were mapped out to have the easiest schedule for the entire year. And somehow they still look like the least impressive or second least impressive six and three team in the AFC. And they're, they were very dependent on always their defense too the last couple of games. And when the defense doesn't show up like it did last night, you, you, you guys saw what happened. Yeah, I mean, Lamar yeah. got four, he forced him to throw 34 times. What confuses me is that this Baltimore team drafted J.K. Dobbins in the second round and you give him five carries the entire night. You know, it's something that just confuses me. Where on the flip side, with Damian Harris, he gets 22 carries and goes for, you know, a buck 20 and a touchdown. I, I just don't understand. This offense, I feel, is just literally Lamar or Bust, nothing else. It's, you have the offensive line, too. It's just yeah, Lamar yeah. throws and Lamar runs. That's it. And he doesn't have weapons. I know that. He doesn't have any good receivers right now. But he has a great tight they, end in Mark But they knew, that, they knew that coming into the year. They didn't get any more receivers or anything. They didn't want to draft any receivers. Their offense at this point went from – a power run last year um, to what it feels gimmicky to me. Like it feels like a fake offense. Like it's a rip off, like these trick plays and these Lamar runs. Like they're not, they're not based on X's and O's and, and actual plays. It's just Lamar. And that's not going to cut it when they go up against good teams. That's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, so with, with this game, though, um, what what was the the thing that's just staring right at you now is that the Patriots are not a pushover team, and the offensive line played absolutely the game of a lifetime. I mean, dominated the line of scrimmage on offense. Um, New England was outstanding running the ball. Uh, this is just a a style of play that worked well for them um with the last quarterback and it's working like they're getting back into the fold right now it's it was a tremendous effort um i think it's now official they've had this carousel of running backs for six years probably um but damian harris is probably the number one guy now if there was any debate about that before look baltimore's not 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 who they are not who they they should be they're Really, they're kind of banged up. Um, it's a shame. Clay's Campbell is supposed to be a difference maker there. Not even play. Um, it's sad. It's it's a little it's a little sad to see uh, how Baltimore's become, and it's not going to get any easier. They've got Tennessee on Sunday, so yeah, well, that, that's this, not much. this is really troubling. That, that it's really troubling. Baltimore. We saw how Tennessee. Right. We saw how Tennessee we hate We'll so get to that Tennessee. pretty soon, probably that game, but um. That does it for the first round. Joe, back to you for your next first or your second pick. Well, I mean, while we're talking about seven seeds, I feel like we'll go over to the NFC. Um, <laughs> we'll talk about, uh, I mean, who was credited as um, number one in line for the Super Bowl, um, potentially the greatest team of all time. Um, not a hole on the roster, Seattle Seahawks, who are now a third place team. Um after losing to the Rams, um, as I said in the preview show, the Rams uh, play the deep ball better than anyone in football. Um, DK Metcalf was silent. 
uh, Russell Wilson is him and the MVP are social distancing right now. Mm. Um, a little frightening. Um, and this isn't even a game where the defense played as bad as they did and they still couldn't get the win. Um, they're in third place. They're in third place. Yeah, they're tied for third. The whole division is tied one through three, but with the tiebreakers and the, the head-to-head wins, you're right. They are technically in third place. And I, along with, I think, Jesse and Justin all thought this Seahawks team was going to win the division, but the way they played the last two weeks have shown me, like you said, Joe, there are a lot of holes on this team. And when I feel like I sound like a broken record talking about this squad, but you know, yeah, but man, <laughs> DK got locked down by Jalen. Jalen's just proven how good he is. And DK looked like what he was supposed to be DK when he was drafted at the point. That's what we were expecting DK to be. Um, but Russ, man, Russ did not look good again. Back to back weeks where Russ didn't look good, but it, it it's very it's very it's very complicated that division because Arizona looks like they're heading in the right direction. The Rams look like they're heading in the right direction. The the Niners almost won against the Saints, and then the Seahawks are just trailing down little by little. So it, it's very very odd. It's still the, the most competitive division out of all of them, um, but it's it it's very very sad for the Seahawks. And and one thing like about us. One thing about the Seahawks team, Clark, is that they made the big splash move this offseason of getting the best safety in the game. And his PFF grade this year is a 60, where the past years the and Jets been 90 plus. Yeah, ever since they got him back, they've lost the back-to-back games. It's like I, – I, I don't know what's going on with him, but he's just not the same. This is a Rams team. Like you said, Jalen Ramsey proving he's – arguably the best in the game yeah. against DK. Tyler Lockett couldn't get anything going. Nope. This, this is an injury-riddled team. They never addressed the offensive line. It, it, it's just similar to the Ravens. It's all it, – it's Russ or bust. That's Very it. similar to the Ravens. I 100% agree with that analogy. Yeah, yeah. And, and Russ hasn't been himself the past two weeks. I mean, there's no other way to put it. He's, he's turning the ball over. He's giving it up a lot. Um, defense, I mean, you can take a positive from it. They looked somewhat okay. Um, you know, not the worst defense in football, but that's also because, you know, they were going up against the Rams who they're six and three and congrats to them, but um, they're, they're weaker six and three as well. Um, But I mean, Russ, if Russ isn't playing mistake free, just perfect football, like Joe said before, Seattle can't win. And that's, like if if you it's let Russ cook, not have Russ do absolutely everything, and if he messes up, we lose. Like those are two very different things. Yeah. Like putting the game in Russ's hands is not a bad thing, but giving him the entire game plan and saying our only our only hope is you, that's not gonna work either. Um, but no, there, I, I have some serious concerns about this Seahawks team. Um, and that being said, I think with the NFC looking not as dominant as it could be, um, they, I still think this team could easily sneak to a conference championship. That's the scary part, just because of how weak everything else is. Like we know how the NFC East is. Um, the NFC North is basically just the Packers and they've looked horrible, like against the Jaguars and a couple other games and the NFC South breeze might be out a couple of bit. <laughs> Buccaneers are hot and cold. And then it's just very, very iffy. The NFC right now, like, like we said earlier in the show. 
What, what is that? This is if. a big if. I drew, if. I drew a big that, if. That, that, that is a very big, big if. Because it is a big if. If they lose on Thursday to Arizona, yeah, you are hitting the panic button in Seattle harder than you have ever hit a button before. You're essentially, that's going to be, it's going to be a tight, tight path to the division. I agree. Yeah, they probably, at that point, unless Arizona bottomed out. Arizona's got the division, at that which point. I don't. Because they have wrong. they have two wins. They have two wins over Seattle. They yeah, that's, they that's win. It. But wow, that's uh, crazy. I, I mean, I mean, a defense like this on the road. Who are you going to have to play? I mean, maybe Green Bay, um, maybe your own division mate Arizona. It's not. It, it the path becomes. It's rough. The path becomes slippery to the to the Super Bowl. Yeah, and NFC is weak now to begin with, which is odd to say, but the NFC is weak. AFC is where it's at right now. But um, continuing with that one, that was Joe. So, Jesse, your pick. I mean, since we're talking about, you know, the top of the NFC, I guess we should go with, I, I would assume, is the NFC favorites now in this, the, the New Orleans Saints. Correct. So, Saints, 49ers. Um, <laughs> Saints, Saints look like a different team with Michael Thomas back, I'm going to say it. I mean, yeah, his, he looks great. His presence, his presence, although he doesn't have to do anything. His yeah, presence really on the field yeah. is just enough. It just changes it. It just changes things. Um, with Russell Wilson moving out of that MVP candidacy, I am strictly on the Alvin Kamara as the MVP. I Give Kamara the MVP. Give a quarterback the offensive player of the year. Switch it for once. Well, I, I'm still going to go with either – if Russ gets back on track, Russ, but Kyler Murray is still right there for that too. Um, but the, the, the biggest takeaway from this game is the injury to Drew Brees because Drew Brees is yeah. that team. He, he got his ribs cracked, a lung something happened collapsed. to his lungs. Took, lung collapsed. Hate to see it. Um, <laughs> but he, he, he's getting old. He can't take these hits like he used to 10, 10 years ago. So mm-hmm. – it's sad to see just because of I how mean, well, in good a position this team is right now, but it is bound to happen they, eventually. They do have a good backup quarterback. They have a good That's, backup. They have two good backup quarterbacks. Um, yeah. Breeze got hurt last year. Bridgewater came in. I mean, they, they, they're built for this. So I'm not, I'm not panicking on that. I, I um, don't what I feel trust, a lot better. I don't trust Jameis in a full game. I don't trust Jameis Winston in a full game. I, I literally don't. I mean, maybe they'll split. Maybe him and uh, Taysom will spl- uh, split carries, you know? Probably, honestly. <laughs> One of them will play first half. No, no. <laughs> um, but they're, they're, um, what's up, Try it out. No, I like this is it's sad. I hope this isn't it for Drew Brees um, because it might be. It might be. I mean, this might be. We, we saw. You might not be able um, to come back. Yeah. yeah. This might be the last time we see it, and we're going to appreciate it because at the at, he's going to leave the game as the greatest quarterback of all time. And it's very sad to see him go. Uh, we're going to miss it. Um, oh. But what, one oh, thing oh, oh, yeah, that, I see a couple of us disagreeing with that one. One thing, uh, one thing that greatest, could happen. It's not even the greatest regular season quarterback. <laughs> it's not even the greatest. No, no. That's Peyton Manning. Possible. It's one A one B to yeah. a lot of people. Peyton Wright, the greatest no. regular season to Great. me in the industry. Best of all time. Um, look, last year we saw Teddy Bridgewater 
come in and play himself up to this Carolina contract that he got. Yeah, uh, we're gonna see Jameis come in and do the same thing. And I mean, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be nice because uh, I think Michael Thomas might be capable of doing a little bit more than we've seen him do with Breeze. It's very very possible these last few years. Maybe he can. Maybe Michael Thomas can go deep. Who knows? Uh, it's just slant <laughs> guy. Slant guy. Um, and Demario Davis, <laughs> monster. Yeah. This guy is such a monster. Uh, he was he was all over the field yesterday. Look, the 49ers are depleted. They have nothing going for them right now. No. It's 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 what you gotta do. They're yeah. You don't have to. They're four and six. Horse. No, you don't have they're, to. Don't. They're dead. Don't have to they're shun dead. the Niners anymore like I used to. But the Saints are the best team in the NFC. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. I, again, I don't think the NFC I, right now. If you were to, if you were to like power rank teams, like the top three teams, or at least the top two, are definitively the AFC. And there's a gap. There's a gap between the Saints and the Chiefs, or the Saints and the Steelers, of course. Yeah. But, but you know. So uh, it's, it's, and this is a Saints team. They also just picked up Quan Alexander via trade. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean Alvin Kamara has to has to be in the conversation for best running back in the game. Uh, just the versatility alone, I mean, puts him in my opinion above Zeke Elliott and, and Saquon Barkley. If and on and probably Christian McCaffrey. You know, McCaffrey healthy, he, he's pretty unstoppable. Um, but again, <laughs> I, I do question how the Saints team is going to run with Jameis. I mean, we know big 33 uh, touchdowns last year to 30 interceptions. Uh, and he's, he's kind of a meme. I mean, we all know his, his Eaton W's thing and crab legs. Yeah, exactly. T- Taysom Hill probably, I think might take a, a big bulk of everything, but you know, Here's I, the I, thing I, that we, we, the Saints we should be fine. you got to remember this. Yeah. Jameis Winston had eye surgery in the off season. He did. We, yeah. Don't know. Yeah, he did. How much that's going to affect his play? Okay, but listen, right? Rudy Gay, NBA player, so different sport, whatever. But he did the same thing years ago, where it was all oh, my eyes. You know, my eyes are a little messed up. He got surgery. He did not become a better player whatsoever. <laughs> like not at all. If anything, he kind of became a little bit worse. So we um, we, I, we, can't, I, we can't we can't look to that and be like. Well, he'll be better i don't yeah. think it was the i don't think it was a problem if he couldn't see which was the receiver and which was you know the safety i think he just kind of was like whatever i, I can make that throw yeah um, it's hard much no but steph curry also had eye surgery and we're still waiting on the returns from that well the three the three games that he did play was not good so, <laughs> so as of right now it's actually bad to get eye surgery yeah, so we'll see how that brews next week because we can't really talk, see how the new Jameis is until we actually see him in a full four-quarter game, even though he probably won't play all four quarters because Taysom Hill. But we'll see how that goes next week. Steve, it's your pick. All right. Um, let's let us let us do it. We're talking arguably top NFC teams. We'll, we'll go. I'll, I'll take my talents to Tampa, Joe. Uh, Tampa Bay defeating Carolina 46-23. to Teddy Bridgewater did get hurt towards the end of this game, but – uh, you know, expecting we were expecting Carolina to maybe put up a little bit more of a fight. It was the complete opposite. Tom Brady shreds apart that defense. Guy feeds every receiver. Ronald Jones, 98-yard uh, touchdown. And this defense for Tampa Bay just, just looked fantastic. This was the exact kind of game you needed coming off the, the blowout loss to the Saints. 
And this puts them right back in the conversation as, as a top team in the NFC, probably maybe three or four in my opinion. Um, but, but this is, this is a huge win and, and betting wise, the, the over, we hit the over yeah. and uh, they covered the spread. Killed it. Um, can you guys remind me what year it is? 2020. 2020. It, it feels like it's 2007 seeing Tom Brady do what he did, what he did oh, on God. Sunday. It really did. My God, hitting almost 350 yards, three touchdowns, just killing the game again. Yes, he had a bad week. Brady does not have back-to-back bad weeks. Very similar to Aaron Rodgers in a way. Aaron Rodgers does not usually have uh, bad-to-bad back weeks. But, man, when the running game's going, when, like Steve said, you're spreading the ball from receiver to receiver, whether it's your top guy, Mike Evans, or it's Cameron Brate, your backup tight end, it doesn't matter. Or little Scotty Miller, for that matter. It doesn't matter who you're throwing the ball to when the greatest of all time is throwing to you. And shout-out to Ronald Scotty Jones. Miller. <laughs> Scotty Miller. Little Scotty Miller, man. He's doing his thing. Um, and shout-out to, like you said, Ronald Jones, man. 98-yard run that killed me in fantasy, but – um, that was very, very fun to see. And but on, on the flip side of the ball, the the Panthers still are they're a good team. It's just I don't know what's missing for them. I guess it's more pieces defense, on defense, right? More pieces on defense. defense. They have bits and pieces there, but it's not just like a collective unit like the Steelers. It's it, it, it they have some things, but Bridgewater played okay. Um, not bad. We have to see PJ Walker a little bit of um, XFL legend. Um, good, good win for Bucks. Good win for the Bucks. Way to get back on track. Love to say it. Love to say it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know I'm we're not going to read too much yeah. into this yeah. for the Bucks. I mean, well, uh, it's hard to get the, it's, it's hard to get the image of them just getting destroyed by the saints out of my mind. Well, that's, I don't that's Ben twice, Johnson last week. Two but, times. But, twice. I mean, happened, twi- happened two times. They lost um, twice. Not, twice. Not get destroyed twice. They lost twice. No, it happened. Um, so the best team in your division, you can't get stopped by twice. Just can't happen. You just can't be considered good at that point. Like, well, they're, they're, they're pretty good. I, I, I'm, I'm still, again, I'm iffy on the bucks. I need to see them against good teams while we've sang Carolina's praises and yeah, they're probably Carolina is probably the best bad team in the NFL. They're still a bad team. Um, they still find a way to lose these games. Um, the Bucks put on a show. That's fantastic. I've seen them do that before. And then I've seen them get destroyed when it actually mattered. So I, I have no idea how I feel about the Bucks. Cause, and th- this is my other thing with the Bucks too. When they got destroyed, by the Saints. I'm not going to put it entirely on Tom and on the on on the defense and everything. The coaching that night was just absolutely terrible. Mm-hmm. This what they did against the Panthers was what their offense is supposed to be. It's supposed to be establish the run first and then let Tom Brady start making throws. When they went up against the Saints, they were asking Brady to throw 20 yards down the field every single play. I have no idea why, but that's just so the, the inconsistency on the coaching end is what scares me more about the Bucks than anything. Brady's old. Ronald Jones, you know, and Leonard Fournette both seem to get hurt a lot. Mike Evans is moody. Uh, Chris <laughs> Godwin gets hurt a lot. Antonio Brown's on the team. But none of that scares me on the talent level. It's no. I don't think all of this fits with Brady and with Bruce Arians because they run their offense so differently week to week and 
if they go up against good teams and they just decide we're going to have Tom sling the ball, we're forget the run game. Yeah. Like they're done. They're dead in the water. If, if that's their approach come playoffs there, it's over for them. No. Yeah. This is, this is exactly what I was going to say. I mean, look, as, as nice to the Panthers as we are probably nicer than most, it's, it's the Panthers. I mean, they're a three and seven football team. They have a terrible defense. And I mean, as, as quickly as we said, all this, the same things I heard from you guys um, about Brady after the Raiders game, the same exact things. And it never came to fruition against the Saints. And that's when it matters. If they, like, you take away that Packers game, it really does, it looks much worse for this Bucks team. But then you still have this game too, the dominant win too. So you got two dominant wins in there too. Yes, they had lost big in two other games, but they also won big in two games too. So the Bears game. It, it evens out. It evens out. So also he, wouldn't expect this coach to be so inconsistent with a, with a veteran like Arians there too. Yeah, it's weird, right? I mean, Byron left, which the guys. I mean, that's kid, that's so always that kind sense. of been Arians' offense, though. Arians wants to air the ball out, but that's not what you're doing with 43 year old Tom Brady. He's not he's not airing the ball out and throwing it 25, 30, 40 yards down the no, field. No, no, he's not. Um, but good one for the Bucks. Let's move on to my pick now, and I'm very kind of shocked that this pick lasted all the way to the end of our second round. We got to talk about the um, the Bills and the Cardinals. Um, wow, what what a game, start to finish. Uh, Arizona looked like they were running away with it at one point. All of a sudden, here comes the Bills coming back and all that stuff. And the Bills, uh, as we know, get a late late touchdown to Stephon Diggs. And then we have the hail mary, man, man. What 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 a grab! What a I don't think enough people are talking about the throw to begin with with that play because I don't I don't care about the rest of the yeah. stats right now Josh Allen played okay Kyler Murray played well um run, running game was there for Kenyon Drake welcome back um Zach Moss finally getting some more touches Devin Singletary was meh um but it no one is talking about the throw they're talking about the catch yes it wasn't triple coverage phenomenal catch but that throw had to be right there on target for Hopkins to be able to make that catch and it it, w- it was, and it was just beautiful to see. Uh, Cardinals are, run- they're, oh, excuse me, they're just running right through this division now. If they beat the Seahawks on Thursday, they are almost locking up their division, which is crazy to think about because I had them at second, I think, but I still had them up there. So it's, 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 good, it's good to see the Cardinals win. It was a very, very, very fun game to watch. Well, um, certain throws and certain plays when you look back at a season and you're voting for an award like the most valuable player will come to your mind and will come to your head uh kyler murray despite anything that happened to the first three quarters first 59 minutes and 54 seconds despite all of that unbelievable Hail Mary. I mean, on the run, across body toss, mm-hmm. into triple coverage, he found D-Hop, and that's what Kyler Murray has done. This entire season, all he has done is just make plays, and make plays, and make plays, and make plays. He is so key to what they're doing and, and how they're winning these games, and he has taken the 
biggest year one to year two leap in the NFL looking at it right here. I mean, obviously compared to his, his counterparts, but Oh my goodness. Yeah. Uh, this is, and it's, it's also what it is, is another convincing win. It's another convincing win. This is, this is, this is a real team. This is a real quarterback and Cliff Kingsbury is a real coach. And, and it's funny. It's funny too, because everyone was questioning, Oh, well, you just drafted Josh Rosen. Why are you going to draft Kyler Murray? Um, and, and this is this is a prime reason why. I mean, you see where they are now. I, what a move! Just just making the trade for D Hop. Clearly needed a wide receiver one, and they go and get him. I mean, that 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 catch is probably one of the best we're gonna ever see. And yeah. never can't forget it was against the highest paid corner, the Tre'Davious White too. Mm-hmm. Uh, he which, he kind of fell off this year in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was just an incredible catch. You have to feel for the Bills though because. Josh Allen did leave the did lead the drive down the field to Stephon Diggs. Yeah, the Bills. I, I still think the Bills are a good team. Um, I, I don't think they're gonna you know obviously win at all, but they're gonna be a playoff team. Uh, you know maybe win a game or two there. But this Cardinals team is dangerous, and they're gonna be pushing this NFC West for the future. Yeah, you said dominating the Bills, and we have to bring up again how Bill O'Brien made this trade to send DeAndre Hopkins to the Arizona Cardinals. Um, yeah. It just it, it's just, it just looks worse and worse every every week that goes by it just looks worse um but uh, i i stay you know i feel my i feel the same about both of these teams that i did before the game happened um the bills can have some good drives here and there um they usually have to get pretty gimmicky for it they have to get a lot of josh allen a lot of you know like he has a receiving touchdown they gotta they gotta have these things where things kind of break their way um and arizona i mean arizona didn't play fantastic for the first i would say you know half or three quarters um but they, but they still got the win, and that's what good teams do. Exactly. Is even on their off days, they're able to go out there and get a win. Um, and Arizona just continues to prove um, what I, I, I believe, you know, a couple of us said before the season started, watch out for the Cardinals. Uh, Kyler Murray is a dark horse MVP candidate. Um, I know we, we all pretty much, for the most part, liked the Cardinals more than the mainstream media and everything, but they just keep – pushing that narrative further and further of they, they get better every week in ways that, you know, the defense improves or the offensive line plays better. There's just different things to take away each week that impress you with the Cardinals. Yeah. No, hundred percent. Um, no, no, no need to talk about that more. Great win for the Cardinals. Phenomenal play. We'll be seeing that for years to come from here on out, but Joe, it's your pick. Um, so we'll, we'll spare myself, um, the wrongs and go with the rights where, where I was right. And Browns, Texans, um, Browns, 10, Texans, seven, and not only, not only correct, but we were, we were all, we were all ringing this bell is that Nick Chubb was coming back against a colossally bad run defense. And they, they, Houston had no chance. I know it was 10 to seven and it's weird that the Browns have had multiple games that look like a score from 1954, but it's really nice that Chubb's back and this team's clicking. And then all of a sudden, like the Browns aren't legitimate by no way saying they are, but they have a, they have a nice record. Like this is for Brown standards. This is, this is a thing. 
it's definitely a thing. Um, but yikes. Uh, I mean, is Deshaun Watson, like, what's even the point? <laughs> like, Yeah, um, this game was 3 nothing for majority of the game, which is I, they played in the monsoon as well, just like the Patriots and the Ravens for a little bit. So I get you can you can give a little bit of slack there, both of these teams. But like you said, Joe, Deshaun's not there. I don't think his heart is in the game anymore just because of playing in Houston. Just the whole Bill O'Brien thing and trading away one of the best, if not the best receiver in the league, to depleted defense, to almost trading away Will Fuller and having him go to Green Bay, which didn't happen, thankfully, for their sake. But it's just very deflating. Now Harden might get traded. <laughs> and J- you know, Justin James wants out Deshaun too. Deshaun Watson doesn't know how to feel. Yeah, yeah. Now JJ Deshaun Watt Watson allegedly out. wants out at the yeah. end of the year. Yeah. If I'm Watson, I'm seriously uh, I, considering maybe not signing there long term. I mean, yes, the money's going to be. I, there, I've, but... I've been saying this. If if Deshaun Watson resigns, that is where we stop the sympathy. For yeah. Deshaun Watson, that's where we cut it. That's because on he him now. To stay there. Yeah. <clears throat> so if he chooses to stay in Houston, where they have given him quite literally nothing, <laughs> that is on him yeah. and solely him. Yeah, I agree. And the the Browns, yes, they won ten to seven, but. This game was 10 nothing for a little bit in the fourth quarter, and basically the Texans got a garbage time touchdown almost, trying to make it close. But the Browns didn't look too impressive. They, they remind me of the Bears a lot. Maybe a tad better than the Bears, but very similar to how, like, their defenses are and how similar their quarterbacks are, honestly, because I'm not a fan of Baker Mayfield. He didn't play too hot either. Um, but two very and, and- lackluster teams here. And the NFL is not like the NBA. You can't sign a max contract and then request a trade the next year. It, it's not like that. Yeah. So if you're Watson, you resign, buckle up because you're there for minimum th- half that contract. Five, uh, like five. Yeah. No. If you, you assume you it's have a no four or five year deal. Yeah. yeah Steve, you're 100% right there. And like and Jesse, Jesse said too, I, we don't feel bad for him anymore then. I, I think Houston needs to blow it up. Send send the third WAP brother to Pittsburgh probably. Oh. Don't I do mean, that. don't do that. Um, even at even at that point, you're you're realistically like I know people don't want to hear this, but JJ Watt's at most worth a third round pick. Yeah, like that's it. That's what you're getting for JJ Watt at this point. Yeah, especially on that contract. He, I'm not contract. Like, like they have assets. Yeah. The the only real asset that they have is Deshaun Watson. Literally, that's, that's all. About it. That's, that's all I have. And JJ's in his thirties now too. And big. oh, and Lair and Laramie Tunsil, but like that's all know. they have in their O line, and that barely protects the Sean as it is. So that's yeah. crazy as it is. Um, that does it for that game. Uh, that was Joe's pick. Thank God he's not here. So he doesn't. That's how all four of our teams are left in the, in the stack. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, you're you're right. Uh, well, someone's team's getting picked here. Jesse, go ahead. All right, we gotta we gotta talk about it. Giants twenty seven, oh, Eagles man. seventeen. He's not either. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah. Um, um, I I I, um, I mean, I'm uh, the like the Eagles are are not a good team, and they're still probably gonna win this division. And they're not good. Like they're not they're not a good team. Washington's not a good team. We know what Dallas is. And now it's like, well, are the Giants like getting better? Is that defense somewhat so. capable? 
I think so. Or because like I I watched most of this game because uh, it was the it was the main one we had on. Yeah, because so, every single game was on Fox for the one o'clock. Yep. Games. yep. So. Yep. Yeah. So. So we got we we got to see this lovely game and. My main takeaway, and, and I know Joe is going to agree with me here. Um, what ha- about what? Do not let this game let you buy into Daniel Jones. Don't don't do it. Don't let it happen. Like I, I heard some Giants fans being like, "This is the game." Like we knew it. We knew Daniel Jones was going to get it together. Like th- this is putting it back on track. Like we don't need a quarterback. And mm-hmm. it, the Eagles aren't a good team. Like. No, nobody in this division is a good team, and this was not a good game to watch. By the way, one of those Eagles touchdowns that makes it look even closer than it was was by Boston Scott, and it was basically on like a broken play. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't, it wasn't strategic in any way. It wasn't the Eagles putting together something nice. It was Boston Scott being a very fast player, and that was it. I still like any one of the three teams, Washington, the Eagles, or the Giants, to win a division. I Cowboys, like, the favorite, are now. <laughs> I like any one of those three. It's not the Cowboys, I'll tell you that right now. But Washington held their own against Detroit. The Eagles still have uh, – they don't have a good record. They have a good record for their division, I guess. Um, but I have no idea. It, 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 Daniel Jones is going to prove to his team that he is the guy, but he isn't the guy. That's the problem. He's got a run. He ran the ball very well. He he has wheels. We saw that now last this season. Um, I don't know. It's division's too confusing for me. It, it shouldn't be this confusing, but it's very confusing. I, I'm I'm starting to think the Giants. The, the Giants come out of this. Uh, they're just you know they're hitting their stride at the right time. Uh, Daniel Jones isn't playing horrible. This defense it's stepping up when it has to. And I, I, they've already faced. They've already had to face the Steelers. So that, that that's one guaranteed loss out of the way. I don't know. Just something about this team hitting the right stride. Washington falling. They're done. The Eagles. They're they're frauds. Carson Wentz is not playing well. I I, I think the Giants get this one done with five wins. <laughs> yeah, six. No, five, five six, six wins might be what you need to win this division. I don't even know if you'll have to get to seven. Like, I think five to six will do it. I don't know, man. I, I, I mean, really Philly still play the Steelers, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, that, that's a loss. Yeah, definitely. No, they both play the Steelers. Did already. they? Did the Eagles play the Steelers? Yeah, I think they might have. Oh know. yeah, that's when Claypool scored like four touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah, Fulgram had a great game. Um, look, the Giants have to make the decision. Right now, right now, <laughs> whether to tank or to actually go for the division, I, I, the long term effects of division. winning, the long term effects of winning the division are disastrous for this franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, this is something that under no circumstances can happen. I, I, but I'm just not going to allow it. It will. It probably. I mean, it looks like it really might. The Eagles have a really, really ba- uh, bad schedule. Yeah. I still think the they. Division, I think, they are. I think the Eagles are going to win the division. I still think the Eagles can win the division. I think the Eagles win the division. I don't think it really. Like whoever wins this, like I can't believe they're going to get a home playoff game. But <laughs> happened last but, year too with Seattle and. Philadelphia. But it's even worse. But it's going to be even worse because yeah. it's going to be like a six-win team. Had a home playoff game. 
it's been a such a long time. Like I'm like, like in a nice empty years. MetLife Stadium. Yeah. Um, but I think Giants they might pull it out. I really do. And that sucks in a way that they they might pull it out. So ugly. Because it gets them out of that that Herbert conversation, obviously, and it's starting to get them out of the Fields conversation too now. So it's just. And I think they're honestly going to stick with Daniel Jones just because of what he's been doing, which is, which sucks for the Giants. It does. It really does. Jones never looks bad against bad teams. Bad teams. I mean, but but when you're playing against a good team and and he fumbles twice and throws an interception, you know, like you're you're signing up for it. This is what you're this is what you're getting yourselves into. Yeah. All right, let's not hark on that too much more. Steve, your last pick is up right now. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> you know what? Jesse avoided his team, so I'm going to avoid my team. I'm going to go with a lovely, crisp Thursday night game. Hmm. A second-half win for the Colts against the Titans, 34-17. What's the final I'll tell you what, man, this is a big win for your Colts there, Clark. Sir. Maybe has a chance now to, to run away with the division. Uh, this is a Titans team that's been very up and down, honestly, since they're all there, they had their uh, little COVID outbreak there, unfortunately. But the Colts team, they're, they're hitting their stride at the right time. Phillip Rivers, I don't believe in. that. That's, that's the biggest thing for me. <laughs> yeah, I, I seen a stat um, recently when I was watching the pregame and uh, Philip Rivers QBR, because I was I was told by um, Clark and by Justin, and, and I, it was a it was a fair judgment um, that if we have a really good offensive line and we give Philip Rivers time, he can still throw the ball. When Philip Rivers is not under pressure, he has the fourth lowest QBR nice. in the league out of like an eighty point six. Um, so yeah. It, it, it's it, bad. Like it, it, it's Rivers hard. Is, yeah. yeah. It's hard to rely on him, but when everything else is really clicking well for this team, it gives us, it gives us hope, a lot of hope, especially the run game with our third string running back, Naheem Hines, doing what he does, usually third string running back when Mac is healthy. But um, de- defense played good for the Colts. Can't complain about that. They basically almost locked down Derrick Henry for a lot of it. He didn't get in the end zone. He did have a lot of yards but i want to talk more about the titans in this one honestly just wow. because yeah because I, okay. I don't need to i don't need to hark on this i had i had time to let this process in my head since thursday night so i don't need to like expel all of my shill for it right now so i like to talk about the titans more and just how they fell off ever since the whole covid thing like they had that one good game when they were back and then all of a sudden they're just losing games left and right now um it doesn't look good for them. It really doesn't look good for them to win a division if they lost this bad, big divisional game against the Colts. They see him again in two weeks. Um, but that, like I said, Derrick Henry got a lot of yards, but kept him out of the end zone. A nice goal line stand there. Uh, the receivers looked horrible on the Titans. The defense looked obviously horrible. Their punter looked horrible. Tanhill looked okay. It looked decent enough. I don't know. I don't have faith in this Titans team. I don't. And that's not even being a bias. I just don't have faith in this Titans team. Yeah, the offense really hit a skid. Um, yeah. And, I mean, they got the Ravens next week, which is a big game for both teams. So, yeah. you, like, that's it's kind of become a coin flip game at this point. Look, the AFC South is is anyone's ball game at this point between the two front runners. But um, I think it's pretty obvious 
that neither no team that wins the AFC South is going to win the Super Bowl for the ever most year. probably <laughs> that, that, that's a pretty yeah. safe judgment to make yeah um yeah. but hey division title is a division title if we get there I'll take it if not it happens what are you gonna do um let, let's just pounce these last two games Stevie B you picked my team so I'm gonna pick your team and we're going to Detroit for Detroit versus the Lions here in what I picked to be a Washington victory which I almost kind of predicted. I, I was very close to predicting a Washington victory in this one, or might've went to overtime at that point, but um, Alex Smith played really, really well. He was moving all around the field. Um, Matt Stafford played extremely well as well. Both quarterbacks had a very good game. Um, it, it was just, it, it came down to that last kick, honestly. It really did. We saw the 59 or whatever yard bomb from Prater. Insane. In, insane stuff 59 yarder how much Raider, 59 59 right yeah 59 yeah uh, i have him on my fantasy team um or one of my fantasy yeah because i have him in our league um, that, that helped he, um <laughs> yeah no prater a lot of people don't remember prater was the kicker for the broncos when they were winning all those tebow games yep. those those 55 yarders that need to get hit for mm-hmm. the broncos to win that was prater uh and then he got released off of a like a bad pd violation that like wasn't true um, and he's been with Detroit ever since, but he's been a top five kicker in the league that kind of nobody's talked about. Um, I, so, I so it's, it's good for him to, to, you know, get his, get his due because he's been a fantastic kicker in the league for like 10 years. Um, yeah. uh, Washington showed some fight here. Yeah. Uh, Alex, Alex Smith looked better than any quarterback I can remember in a Washington Jersey since, RG3, I Since guess. Since rookie RG3, maybe, yeah. I, I would I would say that. Um, the defense looks, you know, inspirited sometimes. They they look okay sometimes. Sometimes they're, you know, uh, they're building. Like Washington wow. Washington's not supposed to be a good team, uh, but they're playing hard. Uh, they're finding some pieces in the draft. Antonio Gibson looks good. Yeah, I was going to bring that up too. Uh, J.D. McKissick also looks very good. Yeah. Uh, De- um, Detroit still doesn't know what to do with their running backs. Yeah, Detroit. <laughs> Swift is good it's, though. Swift is really good. Swift, Swift is, is really good. good, and it's it's tough when they say they want Adrian Peterson there in a mentor role, but then try to give him bulk of carries. Yeah, it's one thing to have him as a mentor, but it's another thing to continue to have to keep feeding him uh, carries, oh. taking away from your rookie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, we're we're in the same spot with Detroit again. They've won a game. They scraped it out by the. In the thin of their teeth and it's like all right at w- like what is detroit sometimes they're a team that you can just roll over and other times they're a really hard team to beat if you're a good team um yeah yeah that's, um, Steve, that, that's what detroit's been uh yeah i, I have a couple of thoughts on this game uh number one the game should have went to overtime uh potentially the weakest <laughs> roughing the passer penalty uh, against chase young there to to push the, the lines up 15 yards. Job done. A little, uh, I don't know. And then um, Matt, I knew that kick was going in. The, the second Prater got into the – I knew it was money down the middle. You know, Alex Smith, uh, again, he played well. I can't complain. that He had a completion to, to eight different players, 390 yards, a couple touch, uh, no, excuse me, no touchdowns. Threw the ball 55 times, though. Uh, again, and now Ron Rivera saying that there's a chance Alex Smith is might be the quarterback – Next year, I don't know how I feel about that. If he wants to even keep playing, 
but he's putting up the numbers. He's keeping them in the game. The offense uh, looks good. I'm going to continue with my, my Terry, Terry McLaurin is the best receiver in the NFC East. Uh, I'm going to keep continuing with that. And, and I, mm-hmm. I still, I still have confidence in, in this, this Washington defense. Just they need a couple more pieces, but uh, this is a game. If, you know, as a Washington fan, they're, they're not getting number one overall. I want to win games because there's such a drop off between Trevor Lawrence and then everyone else. Uh, you know, I, I, I want Washington to win, but I just can't get it done, of course. No, no. I like that Terry McLaurin argument a lot. I think he's been phenomenal so far. Um, maybe you might be right with the best in the NFC East at this point. Um, just, there's honestly not much competition except for when- – It's really Cooper. Cooper, it's Cooper CD, Slayton. Maybe that's it. That, that's his competition. But now he's up there with the best in that division for sure. I, I like McLaurin a lot. His speed is everything. And he's just – he's very, very good. Very good. Um, all right. Any other thoughts on this game, anyone? Nope. No. All right. No, let, this let, really is let, just let, such a non-starter. Yeah. Joe, last game on the board. You don't have a choice, but intro right. us to I this mean, one. It's... Easy. I think it's nice that um, the four, the last four games, it came down to our, teams. our four teams. Yeah. That's cool. Um, cool. The, the Steelers beat the Bengals, which is what they were supposed to do. Yep. Um, Good win. And that's, <laughs> that's it. Joe Burrow, you know, he, he did exactly as you would expect a guy with an offensive line like that to do against a defense like that. Yep. And I mean, the Steelers are <laughs> so much of the better team and they just, they just keep on rolling. That's all I got. Yeah, good for them. Nine and no, very impressive. Um, teams are gonna even the bad teams now are gonna start playing them harder just to get that one loss in the right column. So it's good for the Steelers staying on top of their game and not letting up and continuing this dominant, dominant win against the Bengals. Um, like you said, Joe, Joe Burrow, we expected it happened. Big Ben, phenomenal game. Um, running game was not there for them too much, but it doesn't matter when Big Ben slinging the ball like that. Good job, Steelers. Nine and zero, baby. Nine and zero. Let me tell you what. I love this receiving core down there in Pittsburgh. I mean, every year, Claypool, every year, love it. Deontay Washington. Then you get Ebron there at a, a tight end. Should have never left the Colts. It, you know, you pair that with a dominant offensive line, and, and James Conner is a serviceable running back. There, there's some magic to be made here, and that shows why they're they're nine and zero. On top of this, you know, tremendous defense. This is a game, obviously. We all knew they were going to win, and you know they, they kind of they, they showed it to Joe Burrow here. He he's been getting a lot of the hype recently. You know they they had to, they had to shut down that hype, and, and that's exactly what they did. Um, I will say this though, on the Bengals side, I think they found their receiver of the future with T. Higgins, yeah. seven for one fifteen and a touchdown. Um, again, Burrow, there's not really much to work with, but he's making the most op- of his opportunities, and no surprises on the Steelers. Yeah, Bur- Burrow really needed a loss like this. He needed to feel what this felt like to be able to like yeah to get rolled. Yeah, to like be like because Burrow is granted he had <coughs> five losses before this one, but he before the NFL the kid never doesn't lose. He just doesn't lose. He needs he needs to feel what it feels like to have a blowout win. The loss, my bad, not a win. Imagine uh, a blowout loss. He needs to go into that practice and that film session and watch the mistakes that him and his team did and to be able to correct those mistakes now. So coming out next week with the Bengals, I'm not sure who they're playing right now. I'm looking it up as I'm talking, but they need to come out against oh the football team. So 
it's going to be a bounce back game if if they're up for it against the football team who did play very well against Detroit. But I great great for the Steelers. Honestly, it, it, I honestly think I don't think James Conner is the guy there. If they get a better running back, man, this team is legit. I know they're unstoppable already, but they're unstoppable for a long time. Yeah, I'm going to use my designated time here to uh, to talk about somebody who, if there was not so many good quarterbacks in this draft, would be absolutely running away with Offensive Rookie of the Year, and that's Chase Claypool. I mean, this this guy, mm. this guy's phenomenal. This guy's mm. special. Um, 35 receptions on the year for 500 yards, seven receiving touchdowns. Every five catches he gets, he gets a receiving touchdown. He also has two rushing touchdowns, nine touchdowns on the year as a rookie already. Um, he's fantastic. He's yeah. He is so, so good. And you have to worry about his physicality. And then you have Deontay Johnson on the under routes. Mm-hmm. And then you obviously have Juju who can switch into slot and outside. And then you have a deep threat in James Washington. Um, the offense, especially if Ben – is on if Ben is making the throws that he should be making. Yeah. Oh, they're 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 a ridiculous offense. And then I think we already know how good the defense is. Yeah. Um, like Bur- I said with Claypool Bird, though. As oh Claypool's yeah, yeah his, his build is just very scary because he's tall. He's six, and he's, he's six four, two thirty eight with like a six seven wingspan. He's huge. He's he, massive. He's built too. It's not like he's one of these scrawny little guys too. Like he has muscle on his bones. Like he he's a threat. He's a threat for years to come. Um, yeah, I think I think Claypool is so good and looking ahead to even next year like I, I think he could very easily have like a DK Metcalf type impact on this team this year and next year. Got some breaking news here. Um, Antonio Brown is facing discipline in the NFL. Uh, per the Miami Herald, he was accused last month of destroying a surveillance camera at the gated community in Hollywood where he lives, and he threw his bicycle at a security guard shack. Um, the, police, the Hollywood Police Department exceptionally cleared the case on November 5th. The incident occurred less than two weeks before he signed with the Buccaneers, and the NFL is aware. It's okay. Antonio Brown. Okay. Yeah. See what happens. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's a story. They, they don't need him anyways. Um, he's just there to add another threat. I'm really happy there. he's not on the Steelers anymore. Yeah, I, I would be too if I were you because he is very toxic. And on that note, that does it for this episode of the Department Podcast. So thank you guys all very much for listening to this episode. We hit our record in views on YouTube. We had over 100 on our MLB Hot Stove episode. So that was very, very, very cool to see. I love seeing that. Um, so, guys, keep watching. We do appreciate you guys listening to us. Make sure you guys comment on the video. Subscribe, of course, on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Let us know your favorite part of the show. We like when we like interacting with you guys because it just adds more fun to it for us because we get to talk more about what we love to talk about. And you guys obviously probably have different opinions than us. So please reach out to us and talk your opinions to us too. Uh, make sure you guys follow us on our social medias at department underscore pod on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. We have an NBA draft episode coming up slash like all the new acquisitions that were made over the last couple days. So that's coming really, really soon because the draft is tomorrow by the time this goes up. 
So stay tuned to that. There's going to be a Survivor Series predictions video coming up, an NFL predictions video coming up. So stay tuned to all that fun stuff, and we'll see you next time.